I just want to share with you for a few minutes my favourite verse. My favourite verse comes from uh, 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 10, verse 31. So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. I think this is the appropriate thing for me to do is to bring my favourite verse. And this has been one of my favourites for about three years. It kind of came to me when Victoria and I were in Zambia and we were working away with a group of street boys. I think we got a couple of pictures of some of the guys that we worked with um, doing some night outreach stuff, preparing an art activity that I pretended to take credit for, but she did all the work for. Um, but we were involved, the bottom left, we were involved in running a street school, the bottom right is the residential care of some of the ex-street boys that have found faith and are being rehabilitated uh, and learning trades to come up back into life. Um, and it was an incredible time, it was an incredible period um, of my life. And you know, here we have a group of boys that are as young as eight that are addicted to drugs, they're addicted to this white spirit that they inhale that just ruins you from the inside. It just, it, it's absolutely horrendous. Two or three years on that and it really just kills the brain. And here was a bunch of guys that were looked down on by everybody that were being treated like dirt. Most of them no idea how old they were. A lot of them no idea where they came from, no real idea, some of them have even what their names were. These were guys that had no opportunities, they had nothing really to look forward to. So many of these boys, one of the most beautiful things is, one of the things they do together is sing Christian choruses. So you could be walking and you would just hear these guys singing and it was fantastic, it was a beautiful thing to hear from them. But it made me ask this question, what does it look like for these guys to glorify God. What does it look like to live on the streets as a child, to have very little, no source of real legal income, um, no real stream of food, no safe place to sleep? What does it look like? And I think there's three things that I just want to really briefly challenge us on that we see in this, that as we seek to live our lives as Christians, and that is that wherever we go, Jesus goes with us. Whatever we say, Jesus hears us. Whatever we do, Jesus is there with us. Forgive me, I'm not going to go massively into the context of this, but we know that it's about meat and meat that's offered to idols and all that stuff. Um, this idea that, you know what, don't, don't worry about that, don't worry about the stuff it's associated with, but bring glory to God as you do it. As you eat that, witness to people when you can, when you eat together, it's okay. So we're just going to skip over that bit. Well, basically what this says is don't worry about the outside things. Worry about your heart. Worry about where you are with God. So the first thing is, wherever we go, Jesus goes with us. I want you to turn to the person next to you, whether you know them or not, I don't really care. But tell them, what is the most exciting thing you've done this week? Have you been for a chippy or have you been to Starbucks? Maybe you've been on holiday this week, I don't know. Has it? So maybe it's been a fantastic week. Maybe it's been one of those weeks where mum made fajitas. They are always the best weeks. Maybe it's been a bit of a boring week. It's just been kind of standard. Nothing really sticks out for us. Can you think, I don't want you to talk to the person next to you about this. Do you think about the fact that God was with you this week in that most exciting moment? Do you ever say, thank you Jesus when mum makes fajitas? Because I always did. I still do when Victoria makes them. It's fantastic. It's great. But this idea that, you know what, whatever we go and whatever we do, Jesus is with us. What does that tell us? It tells us that God cares about us. It means that God wants to be part of every single little bit of our lives. Have you ever tried to run away from a problem? Adam and Eve tried that once. Didn't work very well for them. They didn't get very far. 
tried to hide behind some leaves of the cartoons are right and try and hide under a bush to hide from God. Didn't work because they saw what they'd done wrong and they thought, oh no, God's going to be raging, so let's hide. It was a bit silly. Didn't work. They didn't hide. You can't hide from God. But actually, that shouldn't scare us. It shouldn't drive us away from him, but it should drive us to him. Do you know, I think of these boys that live in Zambia. I think of so many of them that actually do have a faith. Guys that have been through so much, the majority, orphans through HIV and AIDS. Many who have left their village because they've been accused of witchcraft or because they've stolen something. Many different things it could be. But do you know what? God goes with them. God goes with them like he goes with me and with you. Does the fact that God goes with you encourage you? Does it? encourage you whatever we say Jesus hears us what is the nicest thing you've said to someone this week you don't need to tell the person next to you some of us might be struggling to think of things some of us might have an absolute abundance of things because always says nice things do you know Victoria and I have a dog that we adopted about three weeks ago as I'm sure most of you know because we talk about her a lot but she's quite fat she's about eight kilos overweight and she's lovely, she doesn't look quite so fat there. But she slobbers a lot. She's, she also ate my sandwich, by the way. I went through, she was in my office, and I went to go get a glass of water. I came back, my bag was open, and my sandwich, she'd open up the uh, cling film. She scrammed half my sandwich. I didn't put a picture up of my sandwich, because it was about a sorry-looking sandwich. But she scrammed my sandwich, and I was raging. <laughs> so we were sitting in the living room one night, and she's down there, and Vic looks at her. And she looks at me. And she goes, you know, it's true. Dogs do look like their owners. <laughs> and I thought, it's wonderful. Thank you, my glorious wife. Thank you for such a wonderful compliment. She's not here this evening with us. Um, otherwise, I'd be looking at her good and proper. Do you think about what you say? I often get in trouble because I don't think about what I say. I say things too fast. I don't really process it and think it through. Quite often, I don't really do awkward silences, so I think, let's just say something. Let's just throw some words in. And then you say those words, and you think, man, this awkward moment's a lot worse than that awkward silence would have been. If you ever had those moments, they rub us. Instead of maybe saying, do you know what, okay, what should I say here? What's the right thing to say in this situation? Do you consider, before you speak, what would God want me to say here? How would God want me to react? How would he want me to encourage this person? What would he want me to say? Those moments when you hear somebody say something, maybe it's negative against you, maybe it's something against somebody else, and you get absolutely raging, and you just want to go all out. You just want to scream at the top of your lungs, and you just want to start the biggest argument ever. Yeah, it's me sometimes. But do we stop and go, do you know what? If that's what you think, it's all right. Because there's more than this. That's okay. Whatever you say, say it to the glory of God. I guess that's kind of the challenge. One of the challenges for us. As we go into this week, as we think about what we say, how can we say things that build other people up? That encourage other people? Maybe there's people around us that we know aren't encouraged very often. And actually, we have an opportunity to be the person that can encourage them. Or are we going to say things this week that are going to tear people down? Are we going to say things that are going to discourage people? 
Are we going to say things that are going to hurt other people? Let's think about it. This idea that God hears our every word, whatever we say, say to the glory of God. And finally, whatever we do, whatever we do, Jesus is there with us. I want you to turn to the person next to you and I want you to tell them, what did you do this afternoon? I went to a Chinese buffet, so my afternoon was wonderful. What did you do this afternoon? Did you do whatever you did this afternoon to the glory of God? Did you eat your lunch to the glory of God? Did you spend time with your family to the glory of God? These are all good things. How do we do them? It doesn't mean in the middle of eating a sandwich we wipe our Bibles out. It doesn't mean we stop people in my conversation and say, stop, I'm going to pray now to give glory to God. It doesn't mean thinking about Jesus 24-7. But what it means is does the way that we are living our lives as Christians glorify God? What Paul's telling us here is, you know what, we're, we're free people. We're free people that can make decisions, that can do things as we see fit. We have freedom as Christians. We can do what we want, we can drink what we want, we can wear what we want, we can say what we want, we can see who we want, we can do whatever we want. But it tells us that doesn't mean that everything is good. It means that we have responsibilities. Verse 23 tells us we have a right to do anything, but it tells us, do you know what? Not everything is helpful. There are things that we know we shouldn't do. Just because we can do stuff doesn't mean we should do stuff. I could light a match right now, not that I have them in my pocket, but I could light a match right now and I could drop it on this carpet and just stand and hopefully one of you would come up and stamp it out, but I could burn the church down. But I'm not going to do it because that would be stupid. But because we can do things doesn't mean we should do things. There's some verses we've been reading in our Bible studies in 1st John I just want to finish by leaving you with these words in 1st uh, John chapter 2 15 to 17 do not love the world or the things in the world if anyone loves the world the love of the father is not in him for all that is in the world the desires of the flesh and the desires of the eyes and the pride of life is not from the father but is from the world and the world is passing away along with its desires but whoever does the will of God abides forever do you know the stuff that we do, the stuff that we love doing, the stuff that we like doing, do you know what? It'll all pass away. It'll all become nothing. Do you know what next week will what we do in the past matter? Not all the time. But what does matter? God. God matters. So if we are here tonight and if we are in Jesus, if we are followers of Jesus and we follow Jesus, then we don't follow this world. What Jesus offers us is so much more than what this world offers us. It's not wrong to enjoy things. It's not wrong to enjoy school, which I'm sure we all do. It's not wrong to enjoy our jobs. It's not wrong to enjoy TV. It's not wrong to enjoy our phones. It's not wrong to enjoy any of these things. But the challenge is, how do we use them? Do we use them in ways that glorify God? Do we use them in ways of moderation that are sensible? And that verse, whatever you do, whether you eat or drink, or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. That's my challenge for us this evening. Not that you need any more challenges because you have had plenty of them this evening. But just that. 
as people of God, do we live our lives in a way that glorify our incredible God? Let's just pray. Lord, would you continue to challenge us? Would you continue to draw us closer to yourself? Would you pull us further and further away from our sinful desires and closer and closer to the people that you want us to be? Would you continue to make us more into the image of Christ? We thank you that you are an amazing God. We thank you that tonight we can come together and share uh, our favourite scriptures that we can encourage one another. We thank you for the joy that that is. Amen.